sports science, strength conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, it is Adam. I want to remind you of one thing. Rather than spamming the show with herbal tea advertisements or, you know, performance technology companies coming on trying to sell their latest gizmos, I have opted not to have an advertisement over the last uh, probably 20 shows or so, uh, 20, 25 shows. And the reason I do this is because rather than trying to sell you something, all I would like for you to do, if you support the show, if you're a fan of the Decoding Excellence show, maybe some of the interviews that we've had in the past, some of the monologues that we're having, some of the Monday Minute episodes, rather than trying to sell you something, please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. About once a month, I'll send you an email and it will be chock full of really interesting things, research articles, fascinating things I found online, books I'm reading, podcasts that I've enjoyed, articles that I'm writing, things and people that I'm interviewing and exploring, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I promise I won't spam you and it will be something that would deliver a lot of value to your day. Check it out at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Decoding Excellence Show, the Adam Ringler Show. On this episode, I wanted to talk about the new year, right? We just celebrated, rang in the brand new year. It's early January, and here we are. We're, we're talking about, hey, new year, new me. And I just wanted to take a moment, pause and reflect, and think about some of the strategies that I'm going to utilize and employ throughout 2020 to really try to center myself, to bring out some of my best productivity, and to also really focus on creating the conditions, the environment for myself to harness and do my very best work in this 2020 year. So hang tight. I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. And I want to challenge you to think about some of the strategies and think about some of the things that you can also do to bring out the very best work in what you do. So if you're interested in this type of show, a reflection type show, hang in there, listen to the show, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. As always, I'm your host, Adam Ringler. In this episode, I thought we would chat uh, not about the industry, not about the current events that are happening around strength conditioning as it relates to the year 2020, but more so about some of the personal things that I am undertaking to try to have a better 2020. Um, not to suggest that 2019 or 18 wasn't great by any means, but as you sit down, you reflect as a new year comes by, that's come and gone, I always try to think about what are some of the things that I need to do in my own day, not only to be productive, but to really set the year up to 2020 to be a very successful and uh, fruitful year. So some of the things that I thought I would talk about would be just some of the things that I currently have done throughout my past, some of the changes I'm looking to make and some of the the, I guess, developments of, uh, from a personal continuing education standpoint, some of the things that I'm wanting to do to get more out of my day and out of my year. So without further ado, let's, let's get into some of these things. I think it would be well worth having the, uh, having the conversation about it. So one of the things that have been a cornerstone, uh, of, uh, of things that I've done throughout my entire career has been, and I know this sounds campy, so I don't want to necessarily berate this 
uh, uh, berate this point over and over again, but I need to get back to regular meditation. So, you know, a couple things that I'm looking uh, into is while there is a free app called Oak Meditation, it is either that or working um, or making it a you know a financial investment into uh, utilizing an app like Headspace so that uh, you know again I could have regular regular meditation sessions. Sam Harris has a great waking up course. Um, have the audio files for that and. Um, I think maybe should probably go down that route as well. But again, I think uh, I think a lot of what I've done in the past have been, you know, on a cornerstone of really having a good headspace and and having that that mental aspect in the game as much as the physical aspect. So that is something I'm looking really forward to um, making that small little change and really prioritizing that. Second change that I also am making that just seemed with the hustle and bustle of everything, trying to build some of the initiatives that we're doing out here at University of Colorado Boulder, is that I've gotten away from bullet journaling uh, or journaling, you know, in in almost all respects. So why I think that is so crucial, at least over the course of the last decade for me doing it, is it allows me to have a moment to reflect on some of the wins and some of the losses throughout my day. And even when I would write down some of the things that I didn't think went really well in my day, it gives me a moment of reflection so that I can potentially, when I come across that event or that circumstance again in the future, which is arguably going to happen, that I can do so in a way that's a little bit more conducive to the uh, producing the conditions that I'm you know, looking forward to having. So uh, I think journaling has always been not only as a way of documenting sort of my day-to-day and some of the events, even some of the small ones or the big ones, it is just the momentary reflection and pause that we all probably desperately need throughout our days to reflect and, and to think about the things that we're grateful for, but also to highlight the wins to create further momentum and then to also identify the losses so that we can reapproach those circumstances uh, you know, differently when they come up in our day. So meditation, need to get back to it. Journaling, need to, again, uh, begin it. Um, and what a great time to do it. You know, New Year, January. This is always the time that Ryan Carroll, who is the, I guess, the inventor of the bullet journal system, always advocates for a new journal in the beginning of the year. And uh, you can find a lot of this on like uh, Ryan Carroll's website or bullet journaling. Um, there's a dedicated website. Maybe I'll include that yeah, that link in the show notes. But you can find all of this material online. And uh, so I will probably be looking forward to picking up a new journal. Uh, I, there's been a number of them that I've you know utilized throughout my career, I suppose, in journaling. Is you know I think I first started out with a typical moleskin. And then I looked at uh, Better Self had a journal as well that looked like it was going to be very promising. So I've used that before. Um, I think it's like the best self or the better self uh, journal. It's kind of interesting as far as the default setup of it, uh, which I I really liked. Although in some respects, there's some restrictiveness to not having just a blank page to write and and to create the construct and the, the system that you like, which is why I favor so much of using the bullet journaling system is that it allows enough structure 
if you adapt the system, but it also gives you enough flexibility to, if you want to dedicate two to three pages in your journal for brainstorming sessions or something else, you can sort of ad hoc throw that in anywhere throughout it. So um, that's something I want to get back into. Uh, a third thing that I have attempted to do, and it's been challenging in all respects, is to edit this book, right? I've talked about it on other episodes of the Decoding Excellence show. And it is, and, and for a lot of you guys, you've also reached out and DM me, hey, where can I pick up this book, the Decoding Excellence book that I feature on my website, adamringler.com forward slash book. And the reality is you can't pick it up because it is in its second edit of the manuscript and it is brutal to edit these things. Um, I talked about this on my last episode, but I just need to carve out more time. I remember when I was actually writing this book, I tried to write anywhere from 750 to 1,000 words a day. I typically would wake up an hour earlier than I would need to. Let's just say if it takes you an hour to get ready for work, uh, you know, coffee, breakfast, meditation, changing, commuting, all that, that I would wake up an additional hour so that uh, the very first hour of the day, I could focus on crafting and creating something. And that creation was those 750 to 1,000 words a day. And I would sit down at the computer groggy-eyed, and uh, I would write 750 bad and terrible uh, combinations of words that, I guess, form sentences, and those sentences form paragraphs. And hopefully, the idea was those paragraphs would be um, coherent material and modules in this book. And what I have found throughout the editing process is that that is not the case. Uh, the 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 words that I wrote down as seemingly have and make zero sense. And if you've ever ever edited maybe a dissertation or any sort of long form media, you will easily relate to how challenging sometimes editing materials and resources are that you wrote two, three, four years ago. And that's the case that I am uh, undertaking right now with the Decoding Excellence book. Um, absolutely miserable to edit. I think another thing, um, and this is again, I mean, this is just a another form of me having a little therapy session behind the microphone is that, yes, I want to continue to work on this book. I also, at the same point in time, um, recognize that, you know, what I'm really looking forward to in this 2020 years is getting outside again and getting back into the mountains and, and, uh, embracing some of the nature aspects that, that Boulder, Colorado offers. And that's been something that, you know, I've seen from time to time on Instagram and Twitter and elsewhere is, you know, coaches, especially in high stress coaching environments that we all work within, talking about what is your outlet? What do you do to relax, to recuperate away from sport and coaching? And there's a number of people that have a third place. And this is something I always advocate for our uh, junior coaches is that really trying to find a third location that you can go to. And what I mean by this is that for most of us, we have our home life and we have our work life. And this is that work-life balance that everybody talks about. But a, a healthy approach to that is having a third location that you can go that's not work, that's not home, it's something else. And for most sort of corporate nine-to-five jobs, this might be a gym. So you would have your, you you know, you have your home life, you go to work, and the third place might be the gym, right? You're working out. You know, in the past, I could go to, you know, jujitsu, and that would be a third place, a healthy third place, something where you can get into your body. But I think over the last three years, what I'm recognizing is that, 
you know, between the hustle and bustle, the gym is very much our working environment. That is our third place. But the third place is actually blended and molded into our second location, which is work. So what is our true third place? And for you or for somebody else listening to that, that might be, I've heard people talk about sitting around the campfire and that's what they really enjoy. And that's a healthy third place. And for me, I'm recognizing that outside of work and outside of home, Right now, currently where I'm at, I really don't have a third place. And it gets exceptionally harder in the winter just because of the my children's ages, six and four. We really can't just go up into the mountains and go snowboarding or skiing or anything like that. So what is the third place throughout the wintertime? And I can say there isn't one for me. And what I look really forward to is in the summertime, that third place is the, the flat irons. It's the mountains. It's the front range of Colorado that I really enjoy. And allows me to get lost away from, you know, thinking about work or thinking about home. And I can really get into my body and get into nature and sort of just enjoy some of the recuperation and the recovery and the, the mental um, distraction that the beautiful front range of Colorado seems to offer. So that's another thing that I really want to try to prioritize as well in 2020 is not only getting my headspace in the right spot through meditation, through journaling, through uh, creating and working on the Decoding Excellence book in conjunction with this this show. But it's also getting out and enjoying the beautiful sights and sounds that, that Colorado has to offer. So this is the time I think, you know, where we're maybe midway through this is that I would ask you, what, what are some of the strategies that you employ to get out of your own head? What is your third place? Right. So if you are working in, you know, let's just say high performance sport or coaching, collegiate coaching or professional coaching, what do you do to get away from the sporting context? Um, how do you balance that work life balance on your own? And what are some of the strategies that you're adopting come this new year, 2020, to either adopting or readopting, revisiting, getting back into that you might have done in the beginning of the year that has seemed to, to fade away? I would love to hear about that. So if you're listening to this, at Adam Ringler, let me know on Twitter, and I will share your response, and I'll, I'll also give you know a small little um, uh, comment about that as well, because I think we all need to continue to try to find avenues of, of being a better selves, right? If we're not trying to improve, we're not getting better. And if we're not getting better, then then we're growing stagnant. And I think that's uh, the hallmark of elite performers is constantly trying to find avenues and ways of self-improvement. So that is, uh, that's some of the small tips. I think if I also were to be honest, one of the things that I have uh, revisited over the last several weeks that I want to make sure that I continue into the new year is, and I've talked about this in other shows as well, is just really getting back into coding and programming, um, especially when it comes to our statistical analysis. Um, and when I say R, I'm not meaning like O, uh, O U R, like R belonging to us, but R um, as a statistical software package. I want to get back into doing that. And I also want to maybe lean a little bit into exploring Python a little bit more. And that's something that, you know, I have a greater understanding and, and base foundation when it comes to um, getting the job done via R. But, you know, one of the the analogies I've heard is that, you know, if you've learned something like the French language 
right? And you were going to undertake learning Spanish. It would be kind of, sort of difficult. Yeah, there's some constructual sort of uh, formulations of sentences and things like that that are potentially similar, but words are going to be different and the way that you combine them might be a little bit different. And it's a little bit more challenging to learn two different languages or three different languages. But the analogy that I've heard, and if you are listening to this and you can um, chime in and have a comment about this, maybe this is wrong and I would love to be educated and, and to not be led astray. But I've heard that, you know, if you've learned R, that you know, learning Python isn't as challenging as learning a brand new language, like learning French or learning German or learning um, Spanish. So uh, I think in this 2020, I'd like to kind of dive down the Python rabbit hole a little bit more than what I've done in the past, which is very little uh, Python direct programming. And and just sort of having a play with that and sort of exploring that programming language a little bit more, um, because I find that cognitively stimulating. And I think that's ultimately with all of these things, the the things I've been chatting about, whether it's journaling or meditation, um, if it is a third place, you know, uh, away from work and home, it's really about creating conditions, the environmental conditions to get the mind in the right place. Because I, I guess over the last three years, I'll say that without being in a great headspace or mind space, then you could be in the most beautiful place in the world, whatever that might be for you. You're still going to be trapped and locked by the mentality and the mindset that you have. So, you know, that's something that I just want to be cognizant of as I continue to approach this new year is really making sure that I prioritize having my headspace in a, in a, in a great spot. So finding things that cognitively stimulate my senses, my creativity, my innovation, um, trying to make sure that as, uh, as I've also heard recently, and I love this quote, that when you come home, you bring your best self, not the rest self. So what I mean by that is that when you're at home or you're you're coming back from that second location, i.e. work, I want to make sure that the person that steps through that front door is the very best version of myself, right? I don't want to just give the last 10% to my family, to my children, to my wife. I want to make sure that the percentage that I give is the very utmost quality. It's the very best portion of me through every day. And um, and anybody that works in sport, I think you guys, or let's just even say stockbrokers or or um, analysis uh, analysts or whomever it might be, where you have sort of a, uh, a cutthroat, high stressful job, you might find yourselves in in positions where you're 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 literally coming home and. You're just trying to give the very best uh, or what it, whatever you have left. And I think that is uh, the idea of thinking about trying to make sure that you're giving you the very best portion of yourself. You're reserving that. You're, you're saving that aspect. You're, you're cultivating that when you walk through the door. That's such a powerful comment and something that I want to make sure that I carry with me throughout the weeks, throughout the months of this 2020 Um so again, what are some of the strategies that you guys are thinking about? Like if you're listening to the show right now, I want you to pause for a moment. You can either pause this, this, this show right here, or I'll give you just a, kind of a moment. I want you to think about that, right? I want you to take a moment right now and think about some of the strategies that you might try to utilize this new year. Is it something like journaling? Are you going to begin a new workout regimen? 
to try to focus on your mind, body. You're going to get back into some type of disconnect. And that's the portion that I'll, I'll, I'll give you here. But if you thought of any ideas, I want you to go online. I want you to find me on Instagram or Twitter and share those ideas with me. And what we can really try to do is create some accountability for each other. Much of this podcast show, and I've talked about this being sort of a an outlet, a channel for me to get ideas out of my head and to share them with the world. And if some of it resonates, that's great. If it resonates with nobody, that's fine too. Because I find this practice of just talking and recording this Decoding Excellence show very therapeutic for my own self. But I also want to uh, shed light onto some of the practices that I'm doing, some of the things I'm trying to improve and some of the things that I'm adopting from strategies to really try to bring out the best, right? And that's the whole idea of this podcast show has always been about listening to high performers and fundamentally trying to understand some of the tactics that they use, right? What are the the real X's and O's things that you do to bring out the very best quality of work? And we've talked about that in the last 50 some episodes of this show. But then what are some of the techniques? What are the very sort of uh, sequential A before B, B before C, C before D, sequential steps that people take? And then ultimately, what is the philosophical methodology that somebody might take, right? What is What are the mind states that somebody has that are at the very best of their game? And what sort of methods do they adopt to really bring out the very best aspects and qualities of themselves throughout their their, their practice? And this is just some of the conversations I, I ultimately try to have with practitioners, especially when people come through our doors, University of Colorado, and pop in for a facility tour. These are the questions I ask. I want to distill what makes people tick. And from a from a psychology standpoint, that's absolutely fascinating to me. But then from a distill, uh, really trying to distill the tactics, the tools, the techniques of these, these innovators from these practitioners and really trying to, I guess, aggregate that information into a philosophy of these are the best practices that it seems these best performers in the world seems to adopt. So I'd like for you to think about these things and then obviously share them with us. And we can create this sort of accountability pact between us where you know some of the things I'm already working on that I've shared throughout the last 25 minutes of the show. But I also want to help hold you accountable. So if you are trying to write or journal every single day, or you want to you know, visit a new Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym every month, or you wanted to go uh, whitewater rafting or bordering or climbing or whatever, let me know and let's help each other continue to get better because that's what this industry is about. It's about really trying to lift other people up, try to help uh, elevate each other to being the very best versions of ourselves. And if we continue to do that and we advocate for each other and we help each other along the way, then we all win in the process. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this show. I hope you took something away from it. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. 
And like I said in the intro, it is chock full of great articles, research papers, um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.